Hey there, members. Uh, welcome to this podcast. It's the official podcast of the North American Ice Cream Association. Can you believe it? We, we are all about ice cream people, helping ice cream people. And today we are graced with none other than Baltimore's king of ice cream, Mr. David Alima. How are you, David? Oh, wow. I love that intro. Mate, where, <laughs> the, sh- where the shoe fits. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> um, look, we did want to chit-chat about uh, the mentor program, but um, interested, Dave, in your experience. Where are you at so far as locations? What do you what do you do? What sort of products do you have? Do you want to give us just a quick elevator speech on your business? Sure. Uh, we uh, we provide happiness through ice cream, like uh, all of our other ice cream people here. Uh, we have five uh, locations in and around Baltimore and Maryland. Um, and we make our own ice cream, hand, hard dip only. Uh, we kind of do some fun, crazy flavors, but also kind of keep it uh, traditional and make sure that we have a little bit for everybody. Nice. We have a lot of fun doing it. <laughs> and tell me, uh, Dave, do you make it in one central location, in a retail location, or do you have your own facility? Yeah, we have what we call our ice cream factory, even though it's more just like a production kitchen. It sounds more... Uh, it sounds a little more Willy Wonka-esque when you say ice cream <laughs> factory. So, uh, no, we have a production kitchen that actually has a retail front as well. And uh, all of our ice cream gets created and, and, and made there, as well as our toppings that we, that we make. And pretty much everything comes into our production kitchen, and then we deliver it from there. Nice. Now, at what location, what number location was that production kitchen? Where so, did that slot in? Yeah, we opened our first shop. And then we opened at the same time, we opened our factory with the retail front and another location, one in uh, Towson. And and yeah, that was, that was a lot at once, but you know, the key to a production kitchen is the way to make it survive is by selling more ice cream. And the best way to sell more ice cream for us is through our retail locations. We don't do any, um, any, uh, wholesale or to um, supermarkets, very little. Um, And when did you start? Like, what were you doing before you got into the business and when did you open? Uh, I was making ice cream at home on a little Cuisinart for probably 10 years. Uh, And I was working uh, marketing jobs. I worked as a, um, as a uh, executive at a very small reggae record label I worked as a uh, marketing director for a, a theater here, uh, like a actor play theater. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we opened nine years ago. We're about to celebrate our nine year anniversary. Wow. And in, in, if, you could, if you could go back to those Cuisinart days, mm-hmm. um, would you kind of ever expected that you uh, would be at where you are now? Well, you know, what's so funny is I'm kind of back at those Cuisinart days now because like um, I, I have to schedule myself time to make ice cream because uh, things get so busy just running the business. So yeah. now we have a, a little it's not a Cuisinart, but it's uh, pretty much a Cuisinart. And I, I do test batches on there, make sure that like the flavors that we're running, we do one new flavor every single week, yep. um, which is kind of still a little insane. But um I feel like it keeps everything fresh and it's kind of what our shop is. Um, if I, I had no idea what it would become, you know, without being too hyper, hyperbolic, hyper, 
I don't know. What's the word, Steve? Oh, you're asking the wrong person here, mate. <laughs> well, without going too far, I really do feel like uh, ice cream saved my life. You know, I, I was not in a happy place in life, and now I'm very happy. And that's kind of what I love uh, to bring it around. That's what I love about this mentorship program is if I get the opportunity to share with people like what what in many ways made my life amazing, uh, why I feel like I have that that responsibility to do that. Yeah. Well, it's kind of the mantra of what we experience or hope to achieve in the association, you know, is kind of being a support network for each other. Uh, great segue, Dave. Let's kind of jump into that. So last year, uh, the uh, as a bit of background for listeners, last year, the membership committee uh, was throwing around this process of formalizing what we previously and sometimes still call the first timers program where when you came to convention and you'd never been either in the industry before, or it was your first convention, we'd basically match you up with somebody at, at convention. And it was you know, primarily a, a, a hand to hold, um, figuratively speaking, during that convention. Uh, and what we learned was there were people had good experiences, people had not so good experiences, but, but overall it was very helpful. And we felt, you know, how can we kind of have this be a year round thing? And so, again, great work. All of the work that's done by these different committees in the association is, is very inspiring. But in this case, the membership committee said, let's come up with a program, a mentor program that we can run throughout the year. And it really just is, um, a, a, like you just said, Dave, a helping hand, a bit of sharing of knowledge um, for, for those that have been in the industry for a, you know, considerable period of time, have some expertise uh, in order to kind of share that. So um, do you just want to tell us a little bit about your early experience or who were you assigned to and and how did that kind of process start up with your mentee? Sure. I got assigned to a gentleman named Eli uh, from uh, Buffalo, New York, um, starting a, a, a ice cream shop called uh, Billionaire Creamery. Uh, nice. He had kind of been been creating uh, ice cream at on his own and packaging and I, I believe maybe wholesaling to a few stores but was finding that whole process to be kind of overwhelming with another job and so we talked in October of last year and it was like an hour-long conversation really just like me uh, kind of encouraging him telling him some of the the key things to, that were important to us starting the business. Some things I wish people had told me from yep. the beginning would have saved me a lot of time and money mm. and, and, and tears. <laughs> so, you know, um, just kind of getting him on the right track. And then really, you know, we would check in with each other maybe once every other month, just a quick, hey man, how you doing? How's the business going? Everything going good? And, you know, it always, they always say it takes twice as long and, and twice as much money and you never believe them because you don't have that. And then right. when that happens, you just figure it out because it always yep. does. <laughs> so he didn't really, you know, it's actually great timing because we just kind of touched base like um, yesterday on the phone. He, he hit me up, um, I think maybe like Monday or Tuesday and, and was just like, hey, things are, the, the building is under construction now and I'm really ready to get started. So I this was like the first real conversation we had about like, you know, he came to me with a list of questions, like how many employees should I start off 
by hiring. I said, well, you got to figure out your shifts when you're open and then, you know, add like six more. And obviously now, you know, hiring is a really hard, important part. So um, figuring out when to start that process without leaving his employees waiting while the shop is not open. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I'm, for me, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to share anything. So I was able to send him our employee handbook. I sent him our, um, our, our opening, when we open a shop, our equipment list, our opening equipment list um, and things like that. Um, so for me, just being able to share that is, is, is a joy. Yeah, look, I, you know, as part of the program, you know, there, there's, there, there are qualifications um, and I have the, the website open. If those are interested to kind of have a look at the process of being a mentor or uh, being a mentee, um, it's on the members only section of the website. Um, to, to be a mentor, you only need to have attended two in-person uh, trade show or cone con events and really just kind of have an above average knowledge of the business, but also be passionate about helping others and passionate about the industry. And what we tried to do was link people up concept to concept and somewhat regional to regional. So um, you're in Baltimore, uh, your mentee is in um, upstate New York or northern New York. So kind of same region, same uh, uh, product range. Um, and we kind of really felt like that synergy would make it so that you don't have to reinvent the wheel with a lot of these kind of, as you said, the first call and kind of the maintenance. And that's what we're finding with a lot of our mentors is that where initially the perception was, oh boy, you know, I, I'm just too busy to be a mentor to somebody. I, you know, I've got so much on. And um, for someone like, like you, Dave, that's kind of got five stores opening up the sixth, you know, a lot of people in that space could probably easily say, well, I'm just a bit, a bit too busy for this. But it's not the overall uh, time suck and workload that I think a lot of people felt that it was going to be. At least that's what I heard from mentors, similarly to you, that kind of had some great experiences in helping their mentee. Yeah. And, and, and you know, the other thing is like, man, uh, I, Eli is a great marketer, man. I learned a few things from him. Like this, this process isn't just about you give, give, give. I mean, you like, like he comes from a whole different, different world of, of marketing and things than I did. And I really enjoyed talking with him and getting his perspective on some things that, you know, weren't even on my radar. So right. it, it's a, everything's a learning process. Like we go in it to learn and, and, you know, for me, I'll give as much as I can, as far as documents and even recipes, because, you know, it, it may I, may I, a quick story? Yeah, absolutely. I think it was our second year. I worked so hard on our, one of the, our anniversary. No, it was ice cream for breakfast. Mm-hmm. I did a, uh, um, I wanted to do fried chicken and waffles flavor. And yeah. we had this uh, amazing uh, uh, convenience store here called Royal Farms and they make great fried chicken. And I bought so much of that fried chicken and I took off all the skin and I kind of made this like uh, this brown sugar crumble out of it. And then I did the same thing with the waffles and then I added the syrup and it was, it was this like kind of, it was an amazing, I loved this flavor. And yeah. we put it out there and I go, oh my God, I created something new in this world. A couple of days later, I'm looking at, uh, I love ice cream cookbooks. And I was looking at, I think it was Cool House. And I looked at their ice cream cookbook 
and they're right there on the pages, chicken and waffle ice cream. And <laughs> method, but I, it, right then and there, I said, you know, I do a new flavor every single week. If one flavor I create has never been done in this world, then I will be very happy. Like, right. like it's all been done. Like we're, we are an incredibly gifted, created community here. Like the, to me, it's like, yeah, like people aren't coming to the Charmory because, um, because I mean, they're coming because of the great ice cream, but it's not because of the recipes, you know, it, right. it's because of the, um, you know, maybe the methodology, the equipment. I always find it's equipment and ingredients more than than the recipe itself. Anyone can can create a great recipe. So to mm. share things like that, like there's no there's no harm for me. I I, I would love someone else. I, in fact, it kind of I feel honored by it um, when you see other other businesses like sort of you know as long as they're not in the same exact market, then you feel a little bit of a way. Right. But, uh, but to share these things and to share employee handbooks and things like this that, you know, even though we may have had to spend a lot of money and time and effort to build this thing, like, why wouldn't I save someone that that effort, you know? Yeah. Yep, absolutely. Hey, can I tell you a story? I would love you. I love your story, Steve. Mate, I went to Penn State University to be a kind of somewhat guest lecturer, presenter. I was, I was there for one of those. Well, well back way in the day, uh, when I first got in this country, it was 2004, I was sent to Penn State. And so I, I go there, my first, I'm working for Stolting at the time. Um, no, I was working for Ross Manufacturing and they made uh, frozen custom machines. So uh, I, I met Ted Galloway. He said, hey, come into the bar. So I, I sat at the bar and sitting in the bar at the same table is the sales manager for Carpajani, the sales manager for Stolting, the sales manager for Taylor, and the sales manager for Electrofreeze. And as someone who kind of really hadn't worked a whole lot, I was a policeman and then owned a bunch of ice cream shops. So I'd never kind of really been in that corporate world, but it just amazed me the level of, friendship and camaraderie and communication. Now, obviously there are industry secrets and specific IP that they're not sharing, right. but it really did strike me from the get-go how, um, how this kind of transfer of friendship and support um, and sharing some information is so prolific in this industry that you don't get anywhere else. Uh, and, and, and I find it amazing. And so, what you're saying is just kind of reiterating that is that just there's something about ice cream people that uh, is ingrained in them to be able to be, you know, a place in the community, a place in their ice cream community and a willingness to share. I think people see that in the Facebook group and at convention. And I really like the fact that this mentorship program is kind of like an extension of all of those things. Absolutely. And I, you know, um, uh, um, George and Andia, who we were, we were just talking before we started recording, we met them at, at the amazing uh, Scoop School that we took, which I highly recommend to everyone uh, starting out. Uh, that's where I really got, kind of felt like I could, I could do this. And it was, it was really felt uh, like something I could accomplish after that. But, but also meeting people in there, like, like we are constantly, if, if there's a question I have, I will go to them anytime. And, and we, you know, they are great at like catering and, 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 and their, um, their catering setup is so awesome. And, and I know Laura, my wife and co-owner 
you know, met with Andy about that and, and she'll come to me with questions. And it's just such an easy, and every time I go to, to ConeCon, I pretty much, we, we end up with another friend who we're like kind of texting with the whole time. I, yeah. It's an industry. It's a happiness industry. That's what we're doing. We're, we're, we're dealers of happiness. We absolutely are. Well, Dave, hey, I appreciate your time. Again, I guess our goal in chit-chatting is to kind of give an overview of a mentor's experience, but also perhaps allay some fears that, uh, again, this isn't going to be a huge time commitment. And I think that we've structured the whole program where um, that, that it's kind of open. I mean, I, I think some uh, mentor or mentees may like a structured, hey, every two weeks we'll have a 15, 20-minute call. Um, but it seems to me from the feedback that we're getting at the office is that a lot of these relationships are very similar to what you're describing uh, with Eli is that it's more just a support and a, hey, if I've got something, I'll share it. Uh, but it's not a commitment in the uh, you know, inverted quotes as quotation marks that um, a lot of people thought it was, which is great. No, it, it's, it was and it truly a joy. And like I mentioned, I learned quite a bit from it as well. Uh, I, I think it was a great program and uh, I love, I love being able to like, uh, you know, spread the truth and joy of ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I, I'm converted. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so far as mentor uh, programs, uh, you can go to the website, icecreamassociation.com. Uh, if you have a look over in the members only section, there's a drop down that has information about the mentor program. You will need to be uh, logged into your system. So, Again, this is a member benefit that uh, if you're current with your membership, uh, we would love to be able to have both uh, mentors to go through the process of helping others uh, and also uh, mentees. Uh, Dave, how do people find out more about the Charmery? You know, follow us on the socials, this, at the Charmery, thecharmery.com, anywhere you want. Come visit us. Come to Baltimore. Come on. It's a beautiful <laughs> So I can wake up in the morning and sing, good morning, Baltimore. Anytime you want, please. And when you come to Baltimore, hit me up in the DMs of the Charmery. I'd love to show you around. I'll tell you all the good places to go get food. It's a, it's a wonderful spot here. That's awesome. Well, again, thanks for your time, Dave. Uh, and look, again, all of the information is on the website. And if you want to be on the podcast... Uh, and you feel you'd love to be able to share your story or some uh, knowledge with our membership, hey, drop us a line, info at icecreamassociation.org. And for information on the podcast, previous episodes, and all the association information you need, you can, again, go to icecreamassociation.org. Thanks, Dave. Uh, enjoy the season and uh, look forward to seeing you. Leave you the best.